great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I want to start out by thanking one of our listeners, Vic Setta. Vic, thank you for sporting that Dominic Carter WABC hat. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the uh, support. So this morning, I want to have a thought-out conversation with you folks. I'm really not looking for knee-jerk reactions as it relates to Ukraine. And I'm going to approach you this morning from a little bit of a different perspective. So, number one, Russian forces are moving closer to the to Kiev, the uh, capital city, amid heavy fighting, just nine miles from the city. That's what's going on uh, as we speak. And so we will keep you updated on that as we go. So understand my premise. Something must be done to help the people of Ukraine. It is awful what is going on, what they are the victims of. Something must be done. But I think that I am coming to this from a little bit of a different perspective this morning, and that is the U.S. must proceed with great caution. The sounds in Ukraine are awful, are awful. No other way to describe it. But the White House, and we're going to let you hear Jen Psaki in a little bit. The White House is declaring that the U.S. is trying to prevent a world war by denying Ukraine the jets that they had requested. So in other words, the Biden administration is sounding more concerned with not provoking Russian President Vladimir Putin. And I'll admit there is there there is a, 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 a indication of weakness if you take that type of approach, but more concerned with not provoking provoking uh, Putin than responding to the bipartisan pleas to give Ukraine the badly needed warplanes. And I just think, again, that the United States must proceed with great caution in this situation, whether we like it or not. In a moment, we're going to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So that's one issue. Another one, Jesse Smollett is in jail as we speak this morning for staging that hate crime in Chicago. A fair sentence from the judge. Smollett had to do some jail time. He's He has to do 150 days in jail in the Cook County Jail for this hate hoax, if you will. And the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, is applauding the jail sentence. The mayor says the city feels vindicated with the ruling. 
So we're going to discuss that. And we also have some other issues. Mayor Adams, of course, gas prices have gone through the roof in the tri-state area. And it has to be some price gouging going on here, folks. It's been, what, a day and a half since since this was announced by the Biden administration? A day and a half at tops two. And just look at the gas prices and don't even think about looking at the um, at the uh, prices for airfare. They have gone back to pre-COVID prices. I hope you heard what I said. Airline fares, you go to any of the sites, they have already gone back to pre-COVID prices. And so the crisis in Ukraine is triggering more pain at the pump in at least 38 states. The average is more than $4 a gallon. So I stopped and got gas uh, tonight uh, in the Bronx uh, near the 138th Street Bridge, and I think it was four ninety a gallon or, uh, or something like that. Let's start with the issue of Ukraine. And... I see all of your calls. I'm going to try and get to as many of them as I can. I see there's another call on Rikers Island like we had uh, last night. I'll get to the call on Rikers. Uh, and just please bear with me time-wise. So this week, the Biden administration declined Poland's uh, offer to transfer the 28 MiG-29 fighter jets to a uh, U.S. air base in Germany in order to help Ukraine in the uh, to fight off the attack uh, from Russia. And it appears it was done on the grounds that it would dangerously escalate the conflict. So Jen Psaki was asked about this at the White House a few hours ago, and uh, the question came from Peter Alexander of NBC News, in which he asked point blank, why giving Ukraine the jets was a higher risk than not providing them when we are witnessing civilians die as we speak. The U.S. says their assessment is that Ukraine has planes that they could use. They don't think it would be effective to send more aircraft to Ukraine right now. Ukrainian President Zelensky has pleaded for more aircraft, saying that they desperately need it. So I guess the question is, how do you square the U.S. assessment with what President Zelensky, who is on the ground in Ukraine, says that he needs for his Air Force? Well, I would say first the U.S. military is one of the best militaries in the world. Uh, What we're basing our assessment on is both our intelligence assessment and the assessment of our military experts who have been, of course, in touch with uh, their counterparts in Ukraine and our NATO allies and partners. And what they assessed was that adding aircraft to the inventory is not likely to significantly change the effectiveness of the Ukrainian Air Force relative to Russian capabilities. The Ukrainian Air Force has several squadrons of fully mission-capable aircraft, and although Russian air capabilities are significant, their, their effectiveness has been limited due to Ukrainian strategic, operational, and tactical ground-based air defense systems, surface-to-air missiles, and man pads. And so one of the uh, – so the other detail is how are we going to continue to provide assistance that is helpful to them and most effective and most useful to them in this moment? And our the assessment of our military uh, has been that continuing to provide defensive assistance and materials in that form is what is most useful and effective at this point in time. And so, uh, Jen Psaki uh, at the White House, and let's go uh, to your telephone calls. And we almost need a uh, dictionary to interpret exactly what she meant by that response. But we're going to take your telephone calls. Let's start with uh, let's start with Michael in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yeah, what should we do? Absolutely nothing. All right, we're dealing with a country that has 6,000 nuclear weapons. To put it quite plainly, this may sound heartless. America comes first. Our safety comes first. Ukraine's safety comes tenth. 
Okay, we're not going to have a war with Russia over Ukraine. Most Americans say, look, it's a pity on them, but we're not ready to to endanger our lives and our well-being to save Ukraine. Ukraine is lost. The best thing for them to do is to surrender. If the people don't like being under Russian rule, leave the country. It's a lost cause. Now, after they take Ukraine, if Putin stops, because nobody knows what Putin's going to do. All the people who keep saying, oh, if we don't stop him now, he's going to go to Poland. The only one who knows what Putin is going to do is Putin. There's a chance. Maybe he'll stop. Maybe he won't. But we shouldn't jump to conclusions when you're dealing with somebody that has 6,000 nuclear weapons. Okay. If he uh, does decide to go to another country, then we have to say he's like Hitler. If he doesn't go to another country, then he is just taking what belongs to him. Well, I, I don't know. Thank you for the call, Michael. I don't know if I'd go as far to say what belongs to him, because the people of Ukraine uh, have a very different version of the facts than Putin does. But let's see what Henry in Manhattan has to say. Good morning, Henry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. <laughs> Hi, good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. Well, uh, from what's been said in the news, uh, there seems to be a question of whether Poland should be making decisions for the U.S. military about wanting the makes. The fact that uh, we don't uh, uh, allow it to happen is our military's decision. It's not Poland's military Right. No, no, I, I, he, Ukraine, I, I, he, I don't mean Poland. Right. I, I understand what you're saying, Henry, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, we, we don't want to come from a position of weakness as a country, but at the same time, do we really want to poke Putin and escalate these matters? That's the well, question. By not sending uh, the mates or allowing them to transfer. We are not poking Putin. Right, right. That That is okay. correct. Now, I, let, let me ask you this. Uh, since uh, the uh, different commentators on ABC, uh, WABC radio, in different hours uh, have different points of view. You are correct. We, do, we all have different points of view. Do, do you ever talk to each other? To try and say your your viewpoint is weak or you're not taking no, this that, that that's a great question, Henry. No, no, I can only speak for myself. Uh, I don't. I have not talked with other hosts as it relates to this issue. I just think it's not very responsible to just sit here and say that the United States should do this, 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 this. It's easy to talk. It's easy to do that, Henry, but. What happens if things escalate and Putin interprets it as the U.S. is getting involved and then and then we have a showdown between two countries with nuclear weapons? And so that's a very good point. But so, no, we, we don't. There, there are very different points of views by the different hosts here at WABC. I come from the school of thought of it's horrible of what's happening to the people in Ukraine and we have to find a way to help to help them to assist. At the same time I'm saying wait a minute now. This is not the time for partisan politics and to pile on. We all know Biden is weak. We all know that Biden is not the man for the job right now. But it's not the time to pile on and try and push the administration into doing something that could get us into uh, perhaps a a world war with Russia. That's not something uh, that that we want. So let's see. I see here Miguel's calling from Flushing, and let me just divert for a second. He has a, a comment or a question about Rikers Island. Let's uh, see what that's about. Good morning to you, Miguel. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, it's good to talk to you again. Um, I have a quick thing about Ukraine, then I'll tell you about Rikers. But, okay. Um, uh, Ukraine, I, I think we have to be proactive instead of waiting. We have to take the thug out that is Putin and shoot him down. It's it's really we can't wait till he starts a nuclear war. Okay, okay. So 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 Miguel, what what happens if 
first of all, I don't even know if it's responsible to type, even use this language, but then what happens if the U.S. misses? Well, I mean, his military so far doesn't look as strong. I know that they've killed a Definitely. bunch of people, but Agreed. It, it doesn't look as strong. Maybe those his nuclear weapons don't work. I don't know, but we can't sit here and wait till he ends the world with some with nuclear weapons. We have to be and that, that, that's a good point as well. That's a good point as well. Um, now the Rikers Island question, and I, I wanted to ask you because you you know most everything about New York, so I wanted to make sure. So um, the rush for the Blasio to close Rikers Island, and that's why they're really getting rid of all these criminals and putting them back on the street. Is do you think that they want to build like buildings there and have like a separate city or? Is there some plan that you've heard or anything like that? That's been speculated that that may ultimately be the goal. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure. All I can tell you, Miguel, is to me it doesn't make much sense at all to close Rikers and then build – if you will, sat- jails. satellite yeah, jails. Yeah, everywhere else. I, yeah, that's I, I, I don't. Now, now, then, the the argument uh, that's being used to close Rikers are the uh, the civil rights violations, the violence, the stabbings, the um, in some cases where where inmates have ha- have lost their lives, and you know, if 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 an inmate's uh, civil rights are violated, that's 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 not acceptable. It it really is not acceptable, and we have to find a way as a society to deal with it. But at the same time, and a, a caller called up last night, and and she, you know she made some good points, but she she wanted me to argue on behalf of inmates, and I'm just not going to do that because I am always going to advocate and argue on on the side of and and at one point she said that I was uh issuing red meat to the uh to the viewership it's not that it's red meat it's that when a man is hit in the head with a hammer and this has happened to the uh city employee yeah I I I'm more concerned about the the health and safety of the victim than I am being a bleeding heart for the alleged criminal in any uh, one of these given cases. So, Miguel, to bring it full circle, uh, I, you know, I've heard that many things may happen with um, with Rikers, just like you heard the same things as it relates to uh, Governor's Island and so on, which is beautiful. Um, with Rikers, I, I don't know, but I think we should uh, fix the system as it currently exists there and keep the inmates there and try to protect their civil rights and and not try, make sure that we get the job done. And so thank you for the uh, call, Miguel. Let's go to Helen in Fairfield. Good morning to you, Helen. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. I think you are such a reasonable and thoughtful person. I totally agree with what you just laid out for uh, Rikers and with all actually with all of the mental ill people that we have uh, unfortunately running around in New York City without the proper help, you know, perhaps that space could also be used as an accommodation and really doing something in a much more positive way yes. for some of the people that we that really do need help. Yes. And at the same time, um, really protecting the citizens of New York City because it is a bit out of control. Now, as far as Ukraine is concerned, um, I also agree with you, and um, maybe not as starkly as the first caller, Michael, although he did lay out some very, very good points. The point is that if uh, we went the route of Lindsey Graham of taking out Mr. Putin, which is absolutely ridiculous that he made that comment. Um, I think the havoc that it would create in, in Russia might be far worse than what we see right now. The other issue is I'm not a big supporter of the uh, president and the uh, present administration. However, mm-hmm. what they are doing 
and the cautious nature of what they are doing. And whether or not it is to protect the United States and make the United States first, it appears to me that that would be the result. And I do think that it would be perilous uh, upon us as the Americans to not put ourselves first and to put ourselves in the way with a power as great as Russia. You know, the fact that their military right now is, is behaving in a, in a rather lackadaisical and uninterested way in pursuing what's happening in Ukraine does not mitigate the fact that they have a huge arsenal. And on top of that, they have weapons that we don't even have right now. That is so, true, Helen. Yeah, so there is no way that I am going to say that we should put ourselves second I feel very badly for the people of Ukraine. But unfortunately, these atrocities are happening all over the world. They're happening in Ethiopia. They're happening in Yemen. They're happening everywhere that we cannot intervene. And so, therefore, we should do what we're doing, send whatever we can, uh, supply the Ukrainian people. They seem to be extremely capable. They're putting up an incredibly good fight. And I feel that doing something diplomatically, which I think that we are capable of doing, not with sending over a Kamala, because she is not a person who is an expert in uh, foreign relations. That is not her expertise. We need to, someone who really is dynamic, who can help in that way. To be honest with you, Helen, and I thank you for the call. I don't even know what's the point, to be honest with you, what's the point of sending Vice President Harris uh, to Poland? I, I don't, uh, except for showing solidarity with Poland, which she did, I don't think... And I'm trying to be respectful. I I don't think she has the depth of knowledge to handle that type of. Uh, and what what I mean by that, the diplomatic skills on an international stage to handle a situation like that. It is now time for a break. When we come back, when we come back, more of your telephone calls on Ukraine. And as we speak, actor Jesse Smollett is in jail. We will let you hear what the judge had to say. And Mr. Smollett in his defiance. Dominic Carter here with you. We'll be right back. I heard you were looking for me. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So Jen Psaki uh, earlier Thursday did not take the bait on answering what's a uh, red line as it relates to uh, Russia if they happen to use weapons of mass destruction. Uh, Would that uh, escalate things greatly? And she wouldn't take the bait and answer the question And the White House, uh, also Thursday, seemed more concerned provoking Putin than responding to the calls that Ukraine badly needs help, warplanes. And it may sound, it may sound uh, that perhaps I'm not being as sensitive to the people of Ukraine, but I am. My heart is broken for them, but I firmly believe America comes first, as President Trump used to say, and that America, especially with the current occupant of the White House, let's face it, tremendous weakness, let's be honest about it, that you must proceed with caution, especially considering we don't know what Putin's next move will be in this ongoing situation. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Margaret in uh, Huntington, Long Island, good morning, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Margaret, are you there? 
Margaret going once, going twice. Okay, gone. Frank in Bayside. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. I just want to echo some of the sentiments of your earlier callers regarding how dangerous um, this whole provocation is for us. And I want to dumb it down for some of the people out there that are talking tough, and guys like Lindsey Graham. Uh, let's bring it back to New York City style, Dominic. Let's say we're growing up in the 80s and the, or the 70s. We're in the schoolyard. There's two big dogs in the schoolyard. Me, you, you're the U.S. Your buddy's the Ukraine. You're friends with them, but you're not best friends with them. I get in a fight. I pick a fight with your buddy. You start giving him a baseball bat. You start giving him a knife. Now you're in trouble. So I don't even think we should be supplying anything to Ukraine because that gives Russia a reason to blow the crap out of all of us, in my opinion. Hmm. Well, it's an, an analogy that I think that all of us, Frank, can certainly relate to that you just uh, illustrated. I thank you uh, for the call. And it's exactly the situation, frankly, that the U.S. finds itself in in terms of Every move that's made can be seen, unfortunately, as provocative, especially when our president is viewed as weak on the world stage. Let's go to David in Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Uh, good, good morning, Dom. How are you doing? Thanks good morning. for my call. Good morning. Uh, I think that. It putting, I think putting America first is very important. I think supporting um, Ukraine with arms is putting America first because I'm not saying we maybe in a very overt, but I think in a more of a covert with arms to create a stalemate and more or less try to drive a diplomatic action because we just can't sit back and watch, uh, you know, Putin slaughter these people. So I I realize we've got to be careful, but I think, and we also be, we've got to try to drive a diplomatic action and try to give him an out to give him something so he can save face mm-hmm. and work it that way. Uh, I think that's what we should do. I, I, I just I think, wish, David, that I knew what that out uh, would, would be. You know, I don't know if it's financial, but I, I, I just wish that, from a uh, diplomacy point of view, that the out could be presented to stop all this bloodshed. David, I want you to think about this for a second. And in one of the towns, the people are so hungry in Ukraine that, and remember, it's very, very, very cold. They are turning on each other. Think about that for a second. I, I mean, it's horrible. So, David, if you if you had to say something right now to be done, what would it be? Well, I, I think to be done would be to again provide as as much uh, on the ground military support and maybe uh, any supplies as much as possible. I think this administration failed in acting uh, more proactively. In fact, I think it was intentional. They knew this was going to happen. They even warned about it, and they did nothing. And, they're, and now they're, they're reacting to what the public, their international pressure is. Just again, highlights the, the failure of this administration. Um, but I think some massive support on, on, from supplies, medical, and armaments to create a solid stalemate is the only, only action I think that can be done at this point. Well, David, I I thank you for the call this morning from Pennsylvania. Let's now go up to Massachusetts, and let's uh, go to Boston and say good morning to our friend Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. What what do you think about this situation as of this morning right now? Hi, Dominic. Um, Before I forget, if I could um, say hi to Jeannie and Queen. She used to call a lot to your program. Yes. And I hope she's well because I haven't heard her voice at all when I think of her often. She was very bright and kind. And, uh, yes. I, I yes. hope she's well. So I appreciate the opportunity. That, I that's hope a great more. point. That's a great yeah. point. We have not heard from Jeannie in a while. Yeah, and I yes. don't know if Norman or Pete in Staten Island or Jacqueline or anyone might be friendly with her, but I sure hope she's well. And if she is, maybe she could call. Um, so I miss her. Um, thank you for that opportunity. I'll, I'll, I've got a few bullet points. I'll try and be quick, Dominic. 
Um, first of all, the Budapest Memorandum, I think a lot of people forget about that, Dominic, and I think it plays heavily into uh, where we are in this, and also it should play heavily into the U.K. and how they are um, approaching this. And again, we're not we're not leading from a position of strength because we are not strong. We don't have strong leaders, and we're not in a strong place. Um, and our, our military has been wussified, for pardon the word, but I mean I can't think of a better one. Um, and we're just not in a good place. Not that they're not brave men and women that go to fight on our behalf, um, but the leadership is is beyond weak. You know, they're telling them to read about white fragility and gender. Uh, issues and it, it's insane. Um, it is insane. So I, it you is know, I don't think we're in a good place militarily. And like I said, you know that that is why the uh, Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons. We were told that they would not be invaded and that we would have their back, and now we don't. Um, and also, two other quick things: Trump um, did engage Russia and Syria, and he did kill their troops and he did put bombs out. And uh, by God's grace. There was no nuclear retribution. Um, And I think that's because Trump led from a position of strength. I I think that's why, you know, I know it's different because this is more of an invasion of a a territory next door. But in the same breath, um, a lot of people didn't think Trump would do that. And they were unsure that he should, but he did it. And it quelled what was going on there. And two more quick things, and that is – I don't understand. Uh, the Israeli prime minister is going over there to negotiate. Why is our president not going over there? We, we send Kamala Harris, who has about as much confidence um, and presence as a substitute high school teacher. <laughs> I mean, the awkwardness. I mean, my God. <laughs> Pathetic, really. And I, I don't say that to be unkind. I'm being, I'm being right. real dumb. Right. You heard her giggling I, I, and I, trying I, to come up with you, an Jennifer. answer. As she, it's I, brutal. I, I hear you. I, I do have to move on uh, because we have yeah, a lot of calls. But, Jennifer, thank right. you for the call. And that's why, folks, what Jennifer just articulated, that's why I say that the Democrats are going to be slaughtered I could care less, frankly, uh, which side wins. It really doesn't matter. So I don't have any skin in the game. Democrats are going to be slaughtered uh, with the uh, midterm elections, and the Democrats are in trouble in 24 for the White House. They they really have who's on the bench that's ready to be president of the United States. If you tell me Kamala Harris, I will laugh at you. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. She is just not ready for prime time. I don't think she was ready to be the vice president of the United States. Let me, you folks that have called on Ukraine, we're going to get to your phone calls. I see we have a call from Las Vegas. We'll get to those calls. We have another call on Rikers. We'll get to it in just a second. But I want to move quickly, uh, if I can, to uh, Jesse Smollett. He's in jail this morning at the Cook County Jail. And it was a fair sentence from the judge. Uh, the, The fact of the matter is, for what he did, he had to do jail time. There's no other way around it. The African American mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, is applauding. Uh, the sentence, the sentence, uh, saying that the city feels uh, vindicated. He was sentenced to thirty months of probation, the first five of which he must spend at the uh, Cook County Jail, and he's been ordered to pay the city of Chicago one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in restitution and a $25,000 fine after being found guilty on five counts of uh, disorderly conduct, uh, felony disorderly conduct, following his eight-day trial uh, late last uh, year. And we all know what he did. He claimed to uh, that two white men put a rope around his neck and said they were in MAGA country, and, and he said they poured chemicals on him, and, and called him racist and homophobic uh, slurs, when in reality uh, the prosecution with their case showed that two 
brothers from Africa were in on the scheme with the actor from the TV show Empire. So I want you to listen to a little bit of what the judge had to say and a little bit of what Mr. Smollett had to say in defiance. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation, and the probation is going to be to this court. You're going to be allowed to travel wherever you want. You do not have to live in the state of Illinois. You can report by phone. I know that uh, if you're going to try to make a living and do some of the things you do, you may have to go to uh, other uh, places, New York and Los Angeles. You can do those things. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here, right now. Mr. Smollett, though the jury found you guilty and I've sentenced you as I have, you have the right to appeal the findings and rulings of the court or ask your sentence to be modified. To do those things, you need to follow a notice of appeal in writing within 30 days. You may also follow a motion to modify your sentence, which would have to be filed in writing within 30 days. Anything not stated in those filings are waived for purposes of appeal. You cannot afford lawyers or transcripts. They would be provided free of charge. Do you have any questions? Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you, and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Mr. Smollett, do us a favor with the uh, with the race comments. Let it go. I mean, you know, start start your redemption tour, and maybe I'm going to come back to this in just a second. Uh, We're going to do a segment when I come back from this commercial about what if something didn't happen. And I'm going to focus on Smollett. We're going to do exactly that in just a few minutes. We're going to take more of your telephone calls on Ukraine. Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. We'll be right back. The Dominic Carter Show presents What What If. What if key moments in history had not occurred as they did? What if Andrew Cuomo didn't resign? What if bail reform didn't go into effect? What if delis didn't sell gold cuts? The Dominic Carter Show presents What If. And so what if, Mr. Smollett, after you did your hoax, that the only one you were fooling was yourself? that you came forward, begged for forgiveness, did the redemption tour, Mr. Smollett, this would already be behind you and your career would have resumed. What if you had came forward and admitted you made a horrible mistake? Maybe, 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 maybe. Maybe Fox would not have canceled Empire. And maybe all of those actors would still be employed. What if you just came forward and said, I'm sorry, I had a very bad lapse in judgment. I'm starting counseling effective today. Uh, I'm going to ask for two months off uh, from from, uh, Empire. All of this would have been over right now. By raising the the hand, I don't know if that was an illustration of black power. I don't know what it was, to be honest with you, folks. Um, but, you know, the 400 years of black I mean, Mr. Smollett, you got caught. Come on, man. It's over. Just fess up and move on. You can appeal. Who knows what's going to happen? But that's it for, for what if. 
because unfortunately for Mr. Smollett, and he had to go to jail for what he did, he is in prison or jail as we speak this morning right now. And so let me, we're going to get back to Ukraine in just one second. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. John in Brooklyn has a uh, a question or comment about Rikers Island. Good morning, John. Hello, 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 Dominic. Hello, hello. Hi. Good morning, good morning. Yes, what I want to talk about is Rikers Island with the criminals. Dominic, as you know, if a condition in a prison is very, very bad, you go in, you get in there one time. Do you want to go back, go back there? I wouldn't want to go back in prison if it's very, very bad. And as you know, Dominic, every criminal who commit crime right now, they've been arrested several, several times. It's interesting that you say that, John. The the man that was dressed like a woman. And I felt so bad for the newspaper reporter because they're like, he's a man. But then they describe him as she in the article. I don't even know what to do anymore. You know, he had on a wig, but he attacked the Asian man with the hammer and hit him in the head. He's been arrested 47 times. Now, think about That's think right. about all the people that have to process him, the buses to get him to Rikers back and forth, the court and so on. At what, how many times do we, society-wise, have to touch the fire until we learn our lesson, John? That's right. That's right. If the condition is that bad, why they have to be arrested so many times? Why they have to go back in that bad condition? Why? So forget it. A jail is not a place to be good condition. It's supposed to be bad condition, so you don't want to go to jail. Well, That's John, about, John, I, yes. I think I thank you for the call. And in one second, I'm going back to uh, Ukraine, the topic of Ukraine. Uh, so a call last night, uh, clearly from a, a very smart listener, a woman, and she took exception to me because she wants me to show sympathy for um, for inmates at at Rikers and for for their plight and uh, and. And and on a serious note, she was she was focusing on the fact that um, inmates have died at Rikers, and and she wants me to speak out on it. And it is an issue that 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 I I should speak out on from time to time. But first, I'm always going to speak out on behalf of the victims. The victims. I am not ever going to pull out a violin and start playing for the inmates at Rikers. If that's what you expect for me to do, you have the wrong radio show. It's as simple as that, folks. I'm not going to do it. But back to the topic, but their civil rights, the inmates, shouldn't be violated. They they should be treated in a human fashion while, while they're locked up uh, at Rikers. But I'm always going to be more concerned with the people being hit in the head with a hammer, with the people that that are having feces smashed into their face because they won't romantically take the dateline of uh, some guy. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn as they relates to the issue in Ukraine. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I have a couple of questions for you, and if time does not permit to answer them, uh, I would I would appreciate it if maybe you could look into it as a, a reporter. Okay, because um, we, uh, time is tight. But go, I know. go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just rattle them off to okay. you. Okay. Um, when Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons, do we know what happened to them? Did Russia get them? Um, second question is: Isn't it quite possible that Putin could have? hundreds of millions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars in Bitcoin, since we know that uh, crypto is used by criminals to transact. These are really really good questions. Go ahead. And I have um, just one or two more. Do we know who publicized to the entire world that there may be a plan for Poland to give MiG planes to the United States to then in turn hand them over to Ukraine? And if that is a real plan and it isn't simply rumor, did they think that Putin would be the only person on the planet who wouldn't have heard about that also? 
Right. Well, Jacqueline, I don't have the answers to your questions right now, but okay. I will but I will look into them. And the reason why I, I don't really have time to focus on them is we have a full board of calls and I'm trying to get to as many calls as I can. And Frank Morano is going to be joining me any second. So I will okay. come back to you, Jacqueline. So maybe, maybe you can give us a call if you happen to be up tomorrow sure. or, or, or next week. But thank you so much for the call. Let's okay. thank you, Jacqueline. Let's go to Las Vegas. Yes, Nevada. Let's say good morning to Craig. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, I just want to say two things. Um, first of all, I thought what you said earlier at the beginning of the show was very reasonable because I, I hear a lot of people on the radio, a lot of talk show hosts, who I just think they're just too ready to, to um, I guess, I don't know what the word, ramp things up, I suppose, you know? Yes, yes. And uh, and, and we, we have to be responsible. We really have to be responsible. But but go right. ahead, Craig. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because earlier, earlier somebody said, well, we have to think of the United States. But it's, it's not just the United States. It's because if, if things were to escalate, uh, Western Europe could be affected also. So we're talking potentially about hundreds of millions of people's Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. You know, and so that's, that's um, the one and thing. It's a domino effect say, and a chain effect. But go ahead. Right. And, 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 he, and, it, and especially if people think that he might not be, you know, uh, completely rational, which he may not be, then that makes him all the more dangerous, you know. Agreed, so, Craig. Uh, the, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say was uh, I, I, I hear a lot of also on the radio, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about, uh, the idea that uh, NATO expansion is some sort of conspiracy theory. And I, I don't know a lot about this. I tried to edu- educate myself about it recently. And there is a lot of evidence out there from people who are uh, really know. Uh, there's a, there was a former ambassador, Jack Matlock, said as much. Uh, George Kennan, a very famous statesman going back to the, to the uh, beginning of the Cold War, also said the same thing. And uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman, another gentleman, a, a professor from the University of Chicago, John Mearsheimer. He said the same thing, is that, that uh, it was actually Gorbachev, supposedly, it was promised, uh, at, uh, I guess, as a Soviet Union, at the end of the Soviet Union, he was promised that, that in return for the uh, reunification of Germany, that uh, NATO would not expand, he said, one inch. You know, and I, and I know that not, <clears throat> there's a lot of disagreement, but it's not a conspiracy theory. You might disagree on... No, no, I, 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 I hear you, Craig, yeah. but, but there there yeah. are a ton of theories out there um, as it relates to NATO and as it relates to what's going on in Ukraine and the Russia situation. I thank you for the telephone call. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, the Hello, other Dominic. side of midnight. So in a minute, you and I will try as fast as we can to answer as many calls as we can. What do you have coming up? Well, I, we're going to be obviously doing the Ukraine situation that the uh, that you've been covering and that the caller just mentioned. The um, just to correct what the gentleman Craig said, I think you meant to say George Kennan, not George Tennant. Uh, George Tennant was the CIA director who had n- nothing to do with uh, NATO expansion. Just for you know, as people they do their own research and want to figure out what actually happened. Uh, we're going to do as we do every Friday in the first hour. Ask Frank anything. I am prepared to take on questions on absolutely any subject. And uh, then a little bit later, we're going to discuss movies with Debbie Schlussel. We're going to talk about daylight saving time this weekend. We're setting the clocks ahead this week. And a lot of people are trying to either do away with it or make it permanent. So we're going to talk with somebody that's an advocate of doing away with it. Uh, We'll talk aliens with Nick Pope, who used to be the head of the UK's for the Ministry of Defense in the UK. They're basically their UFO watching program. He's going to tell us what he did working in the UK and how that compares to what we do in American intelligence circles. You doing anything great this weekend? Well, it's um my dad's birthday next week, so we're going to get Happy together on Sunday to and uh, have a little cake. And um, we are Saturday. I'm supposed to go to the uh, New York City Blue Lives Matter event, which I try okay. to go to every year. It's okay. a great event. It's going to be at the Hilton Saturday if people want to go. But uh, I'm hoping that the uh, storm that they're expecting to come in on Saturday oh. doesn't scare away some people. Oh. 
I forgot all about that. I'm supposed to go up to Rhode Island this weekend. Well, I mean, and, who knows? I mean, you know better than me that whether people get it wrong as often as they get it right, right? <laughs> Let's go to as many calls as we can in the little time sure. that we have. You select the next call. All right. Well, how about uh, how about uh, Phil in the Bronx? Phil, you're talking to uh, Frank and Dominic. Go right ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, listen, Dom, uh, here's the deal. Putin's doing what he's doing for three reasons. Number one, it's called territorial expansion. That's contingent on the second reason. The second reason is he knows that he can get away with it with agreed Biden. And, and agreed. Only with Biden. The third point is he knows that if he doesn't do it right now and push it as hard as he can, when Trump gets in, he's going to have a real serious problem, a very deadly serious problem, because Trump will not tolerate this. Right. I, I, I agree with uh, with all three of your points. In the interest of time, Frank, let me. Steve's been holding for a while in Manhattan. Steve, good morning. Go right ahead. You got to be quick. All right, quick. Uh, hold on for the next show. Listen, guys, the gas price is going up. Uh, the gas and oil prices, they're gouging them. But you know what? The, the, on the futures market, they don't have to buy these oil prices at that high price. Now, with Russian sanctions, look for cyber attacks to ratchet up. The day after 9-11, I called for a new branch of the military, a cyber branch of the military. And you know what, folks? With Putin and his serial killers in the Kremlin, we don't want them getting any early Christmas gifts. We don't want them capturing an F-15. Ukrainian people need help. They need food. They need arms. They need medical. But let's face it. I'm going to say something now that's not really earth-shattering. The hard left loved the Soviets. Okay. Well, Steve, I, I thank you for the call. And, and you see, Steve, I told you, if you call straight up, I will take your phone call with, without without a problem. Let's see. You select the uh, final call here I, next to the last call. How about whatever. Dave and Comac? Dave, good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hey, Dominic. I wanted to contribute to the uh, the gas crisis. I spoke to uh, one of my lovely politicians out here in uh, Long Island, and what they're talking about doing, instead of uh, drilling for more oil in the United States, they're talking about a gas holiday, which is absolutely nothing. It's nonsense. Uh, and I'll uh, still take it. You'll take it, but you know what the gas stations are going to do? They're going to jack up the price another 46 mm. cents is basically wipe out whatever savings you're going to have. Right, right, right. You know, uh, we're, 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 between, as, we're between, we're between, I'm sorry, we're between a rock and a hard place. I'll be quick. Uh, yesterday, you said uh, something about you, who would, you, you thought would be a tougher president. I think that Michael Bloomberg is probably the better uh, candidate for the outcome 2024. I don't think Trump is the right guy, but if it comes to being uh, finding a diplomatic situation to this problem, maybe you try and uh, uh, talk Trump into uh, talking to Putin at this point. Well, it, Dave, I thank you for the call. It's 2024. It's certainly going to be interesting. So, Frank, we only have a few seconds mm. left. My prediction is that the Democrats are going to be in big trouble with the midterms. What do you think? I, at this point, I tend to agree. I mean, there are some states like New York where they're going to pick up some seats because mm-hmm. of gerrymandering. But uh, I can't see a scenario. Again, it's early. It's only March. I can't see a scenario right now that uh, the Republicans don't win both houses of Congress. Agreed. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Either listening to the radio or download the show online. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, he's starting right now. Dominic Carter here with you. I'll be back again tomorrow. Same time, same bat station. I've always wanted to say that. Talk Radio 77 WABC.